0: House of Mystery presents Inside Writing, the radio show where authors discuss their writing process in all genres.
1: Welcome back into the House of Mystery, and I am Al Warren. My co-host today is Mr. Mike Brown. How are you doing, Mike? I'm doing really, really well. Uh,
2: it's been a while since I've been in the House of Mystery. You've you've redecorated.
1: Yeah, yeah, I get you know, you get tired of the same old look. I mean yeah. it probably isn't boring for people that don't see it too often, but <laughs> you know, uh me and the dog keep seeing the same same thing, so we have to change things. Exactly. You know, and it's been it's been it's been real uh been real fun here. So you've been busy. Where you were you went to uh um Crime Con. I Vegas. did.
2: I went to Las Vegas, and it was my first trip outside of Canada in uh, it, a million years. <laughs> it seems like a million <laughs> years, but, uh, yeah, it was really, really great to see people. Uh, a lot of my friends who are also true crime podcasters were there, and we haven't seen each other for quite a long time, so it was a really nice
1: reunion. Yeah, there, it's always good to do that. Um, did you fly or did you drive?
2: Um I flew, and boy, were my arms tired! Oh, do no. oh, I've there. heard that one before? Yeah, once. but uh, no, we we flew, we flew out of Vancouver Airport and uh, into McCarran, which is now renamed. I can't remember what the new name of the airport is. It's probably Elvis Presley, but yeah, um, yeah, it was my first experience flying outside the country as well, and um, funnily enough. With Air Canada, you got to wear a mask because you're in you're on a Canadian flight. But once you get to uh, um, once you get to the airport in Las Vegas, you can rip that you know, thing off your face and and breathe the the fresh, clean, smoky air. <laughs> you <laughs> know, I,
1: I you're lucky you got on it. Um, I was just before you. I was just doing the L.A. one and back for. Mm-hmm. Uh, Sundance Channel doing a oh, uh, yeah. four-part series, Ooh. and um, but uh, they made me do the test before I got on the plane, mask, Then the test after you got off the plane. We uh, still had to do
2: the test going into the United States because yeah. we were coming from another country, and we had to have our test uh, done, a negative test done the day before you leave. So it was yeah. quite a quite a hassle, but. Uh, coming back in, we didn't need anything because Canada doesn't care anymore.
1: <laughs> they, they've given up. Yeah. It's over. doesn't yeah, matter. We, you we, know, the we, thing I find weird about that is that they, they, they make you do that test when you're flying, but if you were to drive down, you wouldn't have to do it.
2: Yeah. I, but, I don't understand it, but whatever.
1: That's okay. It's made decisions by people much smarter than us. But we have Susan Wingate with us. I know. So now we're going to find out a lot. Yeah. Um, now, the new book she's got coming out is called When You Leave Me. Mm-hmm. And she's got another one out, too, called Gag Me. So, she's, uh, so she gagged someone before they left her. Oh, dear. Um, Susan West Wingate, thank you for being here.
0: Thank you both, Ellen and Mike, for having me on your show. This is very exciting for me.
1: Well, don't get too excited. Wait to see how it turns out first. (laughs) You you haven't had a conversation with us yet.
0: (laughs) Well, I think it's exciting because I don't travel anymore, uh, so it's fun. I'm living vicariously through both of you.
1: Oh, believe me, you know, it just, it all comes back. The moment you get on that plane to L.A., it was just all back. I was a seat by the window in a three-seat. And uh, two guys that were both six five and three hundred and fifty pounds sat beside me. <laughs> <laughs> so <laughs> nice, yeah. So yeah. you know, it just it all comes back, you know. Yeah. <laughs> um, well, this is interesting. So now you've written a lot of books, you know. Looking through your your, your kind of your your profile and stuff, and uh, where does writing come from for you? Like, how did you get into this?
0: Well, I was an accountant. So it's a natural segue. Oh, okay. <laughs> so, um, <laughs> so um, actually, you know, my father, and surprisingly, I found out after my mother died that she wrote as well. My father was a writer. Um, he, he, was, he was an English major, and he, that's what his uh, bachelor's degree, his undergrad was, um, from Arizona State University. And so he, but he never, I mean, he wrote, but more like a hobby. Um, and, and I did too when I was a kid a lot. And then, um, you know, I had to make a living and really didn't even consider, uh, writing as a career choice until later. And then, um, when it really hit was when I was about, oh, I'd say 37. My dad passed away a year later. And, um, and I just kept writing. I kind of wanted to, honor him and hit and his whole thing that he loved to write and I, and i found out that i actually did too there are a lot of similarities with my dad and me as far as um he was he was in acting as well and i did acting for a while i was i was a dancer and did you know professionally as well when i was younger and you know so you know performing was uh, a thing in our family and um and so yeah, it, it hit right around you know that that age where you're turning into you know
1: middle age, <laughs> and then
0: and then it just uh, it just
1: clicked. Boy, I tell you, if my dad was an English major, I'd be worried about what I wrote. I'd be I'd always feel under pressure. You know what I mean to make sure it was up to par.
0: I did when I was younger. I, it did. Yeah, it was very. Um, It was a little bit overwhelming and disconcerting to have him read any of my work uh, when I was younger. But, you know, there was like a lapse during my accounting profession years that, he, you know, I really didn't write all that much. And and therefore, you know, there was nothing to show him. By the time I was really writing, he had passed away.
1: You've got these books out now. Gag Me is out now. So what is Gag Me?
0: Gag Me is a mystery. It is... um, Kind of like cozy noir, <laughs> um, so uh, it, it's it's my new genre. <laughs> I think Frank Zafaro is also using that, coining that phrase as well, cozy noir, um, uh, and it's it's kind of it's it's a it, it was a little bit of a you know lateral move off into um, funny. You know, I hadn't really ever written funny. But it com- it's very um, – I think it's funny. I mean, maybe others think it's stupid. <laughs> I don't not. I have a strange sense of humor, so who knows what's funny, right? But um, I'm hoping for humor there at the beginning of of the uh, of that book. And um, so far I'm getting some pretty positive feedback on that.
1: Well, that's good. Now, it, when you say cozy noir, so basically it's kind of a um, – uh, noir, mystery, like a mystery detective sort of thing with cozy, so no violence. No. Okay. Well, then maybe <laughs> maybe explain what you mean by cozy noir. Then I'm not sure um, how to take that. Then.
0: Okay, this is this is my take on cozy noir. It's everything that a mystery is a, a general mystery with little violence and a cat. <laughs>
1: <laughs> and a cat. So the cat makes it cozy. Is that?
0: Thank God, I hope so. Well, they—you know they
2: tend to do that. Cats do tend to make things a little cozier. That's for sure.
0: They do. There's, there's, uh, there's violence. There's a couple instances of the F word, although the um, main character hates that word, and so she says F instead of, you know, the actual word. Yeah. We won't say F it on the radio. F. Yes, F instead of F. <laughs> <laughs> so she will never drop the f bomb. Um, but um, there's, I think that there are two other instances in the story, mm. um, and then there's a cat
1: named Lester.
0: <laughs> named Lester, oh, you're reading about it. Thank you. Yes, Lester.
1: It so, was He's so, a bad boy. Where did you get the cat from? Like, where does that? The I. The personality and the idea of the cat, how do you write that in? Do you take that from someone you know or from a cat? From a cat. Yeah. From a
0: cat. And his, his name is Lester. <laughs> he, he's one of my actual cats. He is the fattest thing. He's huge. He weighs about 20 pounds. Mm. And uh, he's a yellow tabby. And, you know, he needed a story. Um, so I wrote him into a story.
2: That's Awesome. <laughs> I don't
0: know about that, but he's in a story.
2: <laughs> so you mentioned Asperger's syndrome. Um, is, yes. Is is that something that uh, is related to the main
1: character?
0: Yes. Yes, she has Asperger's syndrome, and um, so uh, she her take on you know she's she's not very um, she's not w- well suited for social events.
1: Well, neither am I. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, how do you how do you develop a character like that? Like when they're not when they're um, not suited for social events, as you say, or they've got Asperger's or they're a, a stage of aus- autism. Um, mm-hmm. So how do, how do you write that character without being that yourself? Like, where do you get your inspiration or ideas from?
0: Well, I've known several people with Asperger's syndrome, and uh, and they're interesting to be around. Very interesting to be around. Um, So, you know, you take their quirkiness and um, just apply them to the character. Uh, She started talking to me one day, you know. Are either one of you writers? I'm sure you are. Oh, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, see? I'm not a professional writer, but (laughs) yes, you are. Stop it. Okay, so so you both write well and a lot. And so... um, you know how it is. A character starts to talk to you and you start to write if, if it feels like it's going to um, if it's going to be a viable character and a viable story. Um, because, you know, there are times when stories just and, and characters just fizzle out for one reason or reason or another. But um, she didn't. She had a lot of interesting things uh, going on and uh, and she she just spoke to me, and it was a lot of fun
1: writing her. Well, it's, it's you know, it's an interesting process. So how do you ex- experience your characters? Do you experience them in, in uh, visual? Like kind of do you see like a movie playing in your head, or do you hear, hear the voices? Like where, what's your experience when you're writing a character?
0: you mean am i schizophrenic well, is that what I,
1: you, <laughs> uh, you, you yeah you can't get out without being schizophrenic so right. um but where what where, where is your sort of experience now
0: well i think like many authors that i've spoken with um it, it's both i mean it's visual it's it you know you hear it in your head you hear you hear it Their conversations. That's how this one started. There was an actual conversation that she started and it was just, you know, it it, it was just fully formed. And so that was nice because it was a fairly quick uh, story to write because it seemed fully formed um, at the very beginning and all the way to the end. It just didn't stop. you know, and other times you you have an idea or a, or just a concept of something that might happen to somebody. For instance, there is a one of my stories called "How the Deer Moon Hungers," which is a it's a little bit of mystery, but not much. It's more coming of age and YA. But um, that one was more of a contemplation about what would happen if there were two young sisters and one of them and the youngest one died while in the care of the older one so the you know and and things like that although i did see the first scene play out i mean just you know very visual first scene so um so both you know i think very much so both Hmm. visual and and uh audio
1: yeah do do you ever wake up in the middle of the night and find mud on your shoes and a shovel by your bed or anything?
0: <laughs> I do. There was one time. No, not
1: really. <laughs> I've never had anybody answer yes to that before.
0: Yes, but I live in the woods, so, you know. Oh, oh,
1: that doesn't mean anything. So did Dexter, right? I mean.
0: Uh... <laughs> yeah, there's a lot of that.
1: <laughs> wow. Um, that's interesting. Um so now your other book here, it's coming out soon. It's called When You Leave Me. Now it sounds a little bit more serious. Right. What's the, what's kind of the premise of that book?
0: Well, and it is more serious and that's kind of where I tend to write. Um, so Bag Me was a real, it was a real, you know, just a real segue off of what I typically do. It was just like a total lateral. Um, uh, when You Leave Me. I, you know, my I have to go back to, uh, 2019, um, 2000 in January, 2019, my husband went missing. He has dementia. And so, um, I was at a writer's meeting here in town and I came home and he was gone. I had to call search and rescue and, um, it was just horrifying. The experience was just the worst. And they found him. And he was fine, although a little shaken. And it was cool here because it's in the North, you know, and uh, it was uh, cool out. It wasn't cold like it could have been, but it was cool. And um, so he was a little chilly, um, but he was okay. So um, so anyway, uh, I knew that I, I needed to write that experience somehow. I just didn't know how to do it because I'm not a memoirist. I. Don't like writing nonfiction. I think it takes a, you know, a brave soul to write memoir. Um, I'm not brave, and so I, uh, I just waited. And it was during COVID, of course. Um, I started working on another story that I felt like it was going to be something good, and then it fizzled out. Um, and I was like, okay, I'm just not into that. What? What do I want to write? And as soon as I asked myself that, I remembered an old um, news or article from the local newspaper here. It's called the San Juan Journal or, or Journal of the San Juan Islands. And it's, and there was a, it was in 2009. This is the craziest. And it's a memorable article where a foot washed up on South Beach. And so, you know, I mean, that's memorable, right? So and I had always kind of tucked that away, and I always wanted to use that somehow, but it just never came up. <laughs>
1: yeah, I think that was my. And. Fault.
0: Uh, <laughs> <geez>. <laughs> was it? Yeah, we'll bring it back.
1: He walked with a limp. <laughs> yeah, it's too late now. It's not. It's, they're never going to get this on now. Uh, you know.
0: Okay. So anyway, it was pretty <laughs> memorable, and I, it all kind of came together for one reason or another, and that. Story wrote itself pretty fast after I realized um, what you know what was going to happen, or at least parts of what was going to happen within the overarching story. So yeah, you know um, that's what that's about. It the 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 uh, concept is um, Jamie Michaels, her husband Larry goes missing, and um, and that is that that doesn't have a good outcome. You know he's He's gone, and so it's a it's a who done it type of a mystery thriller, psychological thriller.
1: Yeah, I guess. Did you put a lot in the book about Alzheimer's and what it's like, um, kind of dealing or coping with Alzheimer's?
0: Yeah, I felt that you know you really needed to um, get to know the characters, and that's a huge part. Mm-hmm. Of um, caregiving, and I and she was his primary caregiver, and so there was a lot of that. And I also, you know, there, there are, you know, we need to understand her angst at the beginning of the story. We need to know her psychological profile. Um, it's not fun, and uh, and unlike my husband Larry was a little aggressive. He was more like my mother when she had Alzheimer's. Um, my mother was very aggressive and uh, and cranky, and she had some real wild schizophrenic events, some hallucinations that were just unbelievable. And uh, so, so, yeah, um, you know, I wanted Jamie to be, you know, uh, feeling all of the angst that one might with dealing with a difficult Alzheimer's patient that you're the primary caregiver for.
2: Sure. So do you feel a lot of catharsis writing about something so personal and probably very tough?
0: You know, it was, you know, not really. I mean, not that I... I have healed um, from my mother's, you know, that was like in 2016 when she finally passed away. So it wasn't like I was um, getting over it. Do you know what I mean? I had, I was well past that stage. Um, And, and, you know, my husband is still alive. um, And so we're, you know, we're just working through that, but it was different. It wasn't like I was writing me and it wasn't like I was writing Bob, I was writing two, of course, fictional characters, but, um, and, and then, of course, he goes missing. That's the exciting event, really, you know, so, um, so everything else is, is completely fictional. I, you know, the, the foot washing up actually happened um, in, in the islands of the, or, or I'm sorry, the Journal of the San Juan Islands, that was an actual story. My husband actually went missing for just a few hours um, but other than that, it is just complete fiction and, uh, and I would hope nobody would confuse it because it, <laughs> it's not to be confused. And if you read it ever, you'll understand what I'm talking about.
1: What well, so do you have like, is there a, a subtext to what you write when you write a story like this? Is there something like I was to take this book home? and read it Uh, besides the actual story on the surface and and what you want me to get out of the entertainment value, is there a subtext or some sort of point you want me to have?
0: Yes. I would say that um, nothing is ever as it seems. Yeah. I mean, it's just, you know, you, you you hear about certain people doing certain things and, you know, we can sit in judgment or even, you know, think, "Hmm," you know, but, we don't really know until we're in it um so i think that's it you know you really don't understand what somebody is going through for anything not just you know dealing with an alzheimer's or a dementia patient but anything so uh we need to stand back and consider that and become more human from it
1: do you ever do you ever feel a certain amount of um turmoil or stress or or sadness when you write something like that, like a heavy subject or a more realistic subject Um, at the end of the book and you get it in there, how do you, how do you kind of, uh, you know, um, kind of re-energize after something like that?
0: Well, again, you know, I'm not writing to um, get over any kind of psychological issues or any kind of trauma or, sadness. I'm writing stories um, that seem interesting to me, Um, something that I would like to read about. Um, You know, I love reading about uh, relationships. I love mother-daughter relationships. I love sister relationships. I love husband-wife relationships. Those are the three I seem to go back to all the time. So when I'm writing... The only time I'm feeling turmoil or any kind of sadness is when I'm writing the actual scene where the characters are doing whatever they're going to do, you know, the conflict there. Um, but it's it's not for me or I feel like and it shouldn't be something that I'm trying to, like, you know, just spill and vent onto the page because I would think that that would be um, – Again, more memoir, and again, brave.
1: <laughs> yeah, yeah, no, and well, that's what you've got the shovel for. <laughs>
0: yeah, exactly, By <My> the
1: Dad. <laughs> <laughs> well, it's, a, it's certainly interesting. I, I, so um, would, when, you, when you write a book, how long does it take you? Like kind of where, what's your process when you write? Do you... Um, do you kind of get up and do kind of a Monday to Friday, nine to five? Or can you uh, set aside hours and just turn it on? Or do you have to be in a certain mood? Uh, no, this is my
0: business. And so it is, you know, scheduled in, of course. Now, again, I am um, Bob's primary caregiver. So I am doing, you know, that I, I get up super early. I have a rooster, <laughs> so <laughs> I get up really early and uh, and he gets me up. Every morning around 4.30, 4 o'clock, 4.30, and I'm up and ready by 5, um, sitting down and working on my computer. Um, it sounds worse than it really is. <laughs> and, then, and, then, um, and then by 9, um, you know, I'm starting to help Bob and get him ready for the day and all of that stuff. And then in between, um, Bob, you know, tasks, I, uh, I write. So it's, you know, in the morning for a a couple of few hours and then throughout the day until I just amp out. And then I'm usually once I amp out, then I start doing administrative stuff and marketing and promotion and that sort of thing. Hmm. Probably just like you guys.
1: Yeah. Well, yeah. You know, uh, I um, but you don't the mood doesn't bother you at all. Like if. um, you know, bad things are happening, or you're stressed, or you know, you watch the news for a few minutes. Does it kind of does the mood matter to you, or can you just turn it on?
0: You know, I I I I, I hear what you're asking. Um, the the mood matters sometimes. Um, when things get really bad, or if he gets super sick, or something like that. Yeah, it's hard for me to to just go oh. Sorry, I gotta write. You know, no. um, So, and the news never turn the news on.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Well, that's a good start, unless you want to get in a bad mood. Yeah.
0: Oh my gosh! Or unless you want one of your characters to kill a politician.
1: (laughs) (laughs) Oh yeah, then it's endless. You know. Uh,
0: (laughs) Then there's that.
1: Well, I always wonder because I, I ask a lot of people in the last few years, especially with COVID, just sort of how they reacted emotionally to it, not so much, you know, with the lockdown and stuff, but just with all the craziness going around, if, if it sort of stressed them, if they were able to write normally, and some were completely shut down and unable to write at, at all, while others were just having a heyday, and, and it, it actually their performance got better and more and, and more often so I was just, I, I just try to kind of gauge it like that and see where, you know, what what's going on with you in that way.
0: When COVID hit, I was in the heyday camp.
1: Okay. Yeah. Yeah, definitely. Yeah, yeah. That's It's one of the major reactions. Some people just got, got it. What do you look for when you read a book? Are you kind of looking for the same type of writing as you, or do you kind of go somewhere else to read? to read?
0: Well, I read across the board I read uh, you know of course I read thrillers and mystery and all that but I love literary fiction and mainstream fiction I love women's fiction um, you know I, I have a, a wide genre list of what I like to read I read horror I love Stephen King and, um, and he's just my he's my go-to you know, guy that writes genre fiction that writes so beautifully that it just makes you go, now look what he did with that sentence <laughs> or he, he chose that word. You know what I mean? So I write, I read for writing, you know, how well people write. Um, I love reading first lines and first paragraphs and first chapters. Um, it's one of my fun things to do. Um, and and then it, you know it's but I've been reading a lot of women's fiction, um, but again, literary fiction is great. I've been reading a lot of um, Indian writers. I shouldn't say a lot, but um, one of my faves is uh, Jhumpa Lahiri. She's amazing, and uh, and just you know, and I'm I'm also you know not just writing and and doing you know everything else that a person does in their life, but I'm um, in my uh, final stretch of um, a master's in creative writing at lindenwood university and thank god it's fully online so um and that will be done i will be finished mid july so i'm really excited about that and then i'll have my uh, master's certificate in august wow so i've been reading a bunch of interesting interesting people and of course classics and But a lot of amazing contemporary literature. Um, yeah, uh, great writers. Um, one guy, Justin Torres, he wrote We the Animals. Hmm. Amazing story. Um, just a lot of great writing.
1: Wow. And now, um, are you um, a big social media girl? Um, or do you have a website? How do you like your fans and readers to contact or connect with you?
0: I have a Facebook page, of course. um, A couple. I have a a book club, Susan Wingate Book Club. Um, My Facebook page is author Susan Wingate. Um, Twitter is Susan Wingate. Uh, um, Instagram is Susan Susan Wingate PHX born Phoenix born Susan Wingate Phoenix born. Uh, Pinterest is uh, Susan Wingate. Um, oh gosh, you know, yeah, I guess so. Although I wouldn't consider myself a girl by any stretch of the imagination.
1: Well, you look like you're 20.
0: Oh, oh, and I love you too.
1: <laughs> well, that's what I'm here for. I'm here to make you feel good. Come on, that's all. You know, it's what we do here. Good job. You know, it's all fun. <laughs> It's all fun. So where do you see yourself going with this? I mean, it, you started a little bit later in your life, but do you see yourself kind of uh, doing this for another quite a few, like in 20 years, you'll still be writing, you think?
0: Absolutely. And, you know, I think about when you ask that, this just clicked into my brain. It's a Isaac Asimov uh, quote. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you've heard it. It's, um, if the doctor gave me six minutes to live, I'd type a little faster. Mm. I think that's. Yeah, isn't that the best?
1: Mm-hmm. I love that quote. Well, there you have it. You you only hear things like this on the House of Mystery, you know? right? Um, no, nowhere else. Um, well, it's been it's been great. Um, now our guest has been the author of the book that's coming out soon. It's called When You Leave Me, um, Friday Harbor Novel Book Five. So it, it's part. It's now this is part of a series.
0: It's. It's a it's a setting kind of series. It's not a, like the the same character throughout the series. So it's just um, a series that takes place in the same um, place.
1: Oh, does that make sense? Yeah, I'm sort of yeah. So in a way, Pacific Northwest is is almost like a character.
0: It really is, especially this island. Um, probably not unlike Vancouver Island is, but uh, Salmon Island where Friday Harbor is. Um, is very unique um, totally different, I would think uh, from Phoenix where I came from so yeah it's it's a great it's a great character in and of itself yeah
1: oh yeah, I would imagine it's different you know the feet feet washing up and <laughs> <laughs> you know it 's got its own character right. Yeah, yeah uh, I like at that least of the character. Yeah, pieces of a <laughs> so You know, <laughs> it's true. That's brilliant. Um, pieces of a thing. And, and now the other book she's got, is called Gag Me. Now this is um, a cozy noir because it has a cat. And uh, <laughs> we, we really want you to come see it. We're going to have our, your books up, and, of course, we'll have your uh, page up for people if you one click when they're listening to the show, and we really appreciate you being on the show. So. I really appreciate being on
0: the show. Thank you so much. Thank
1: you. Thank you, Susan.
0: You've been listening to the House of Mystery radio show. To find out more about our guests, hosts, or shows, go to www.houseofmystery.com. Show's over for now. Was it as good for you as it was for me? Yeah. Good night. This is been a production of Something Weird Media. I'll be back.